Hello, I'm Mark Anderson, a regular U.S. correspondent for UK Column. Welcome to my first podcast monologue here at ukcolumn.org, where you can find scores of hard-hitting articles, as well as our three times per week UK Column news broadcasts, along with various podcasts all covering very important topics. For this editorial, I am referencing my latest UK Column article on the One Health Worldview, being pushed by the illustrious UK-based health journal The Lancet, combined with the latest news on the planned World Pandemic Treaty, now under construction by the World Health Organization, or WHO. It cannot be overstated that the development of the One Health ethos on a worldwide scale, combined with the World Pandemic Treaty, the first draft of which recently emerged, could constitute conceivably one of the greatest attacks on human liberty of all time. The purpose of this editorial is to explore the double trouble posed by the treaty and the One Health approach, and seek to inspire a rigorous debate that the mass media cartel and its partners in big government and big pharma surely would rather avoid. What is One Health? While viewers of this monologue are encouraged to read my recently posted article on One Health for all the gory details here at ukcolumn.org, the One Health concept, simply put, is defined by its creators as, quote, an integrated unifying approach that aims to sustainably balance and optimize the health of people, animals, and ecosystems. It recognizes the health of humans, domestic and wild animals, plants, and the wider environment, including ecosystems, as closely linked and interdependent. That sounds somewhat sensible. Nobody wants environmental degradation, and surely the health of non-human life has a, uh, you know, a very realistic bearing on human well-being. Yet, the engineers of One Health go on to say, quote, One Health places us in an interconnected and interdependent relationship with non-human animals and the environment. The consequences of this thinking entail a subtle but quite revolutionary shift of perspective. All life is equal and of equal concern. Of equal concern? This is where it becomes clear that humanity, far from being considered the crown of God's creation, is being afforded no special place in the world, taken to its logical conclusion, establishing that all life on earth is of equal concern regarding the outlook of the medical establishment especially, including the Lancet, would lay the groundwork for especially stringent lockdowns and other ultra-tyrannical measures should another serious pandemic just happen to come along. After all, according to One Health, humanity is hardly more than livestock, and if history is any teacher, we'd be treated accordingly. Consider the 2004 book The Ascendancy of the Scientific Dictatorship by Philip and Paul Collins. The authors wrote of the technocracy's, quote, fanatically religious adherence to the doctrine of scientism, end quote, adding that, quote, the doctrine of scientism rigorously promotes the ecumenical imposition of physical science upon all fields of inquiry. In other words, modern science's underbelly is a religion unto itself, and a dark underbelly it is where there is no separation of religion and state. The book's authors add, quote, Indeed, the technocracy's doctrine of scientific determinism has selectively excluded any data that challenges the ultimate agenda, complete social control. 
The data being excluded, of course, includes the yellow card and VAERS COVID jab data compiled by the governments themselves in the UK and US, which show a plethora of serious adverse reactions and deaths stemming from these COVID jabs, all of it deserving a deeper study, yet none of it has been considered serious enough to suspend all the COVID jabs and the boosters precisely until such a thorough study is completed. Meanwhile, the pandemic treaty is emerging plank by plank. Dated the 1st of February 2023, what has emerged is called the Initial Zero Draft of the World Pandemic Treaty. The Intergovernmental Negotiating Body, a subgroup of the WHO's World Health Assembly, is the official panel tasked with building and implementing this treaty. The 32-page Treaty Zero Draft has eight chapters, a 49-point preamble, and 38 articles. The U.S. Constitution, by comparison, has seven articles. And the initial treaty draft indeed incorporates the One Health concept I just spoke about. Plank 24 of the preamble of the treaty states in part, recognizing the importance of working synergistically with other relevant areas under a One Health approach. Furthermore, Plank 26 says, reaffirming the importance of a One Health approach and the need for synergies between multispectral and cross-sectoral collaboration at national, regional, and international levels to safeguard human health and detect and prevent health threats at the animal and human interface. At this point, it's important to stress that this treaty draft coyly uses the Orwellian technique that I call inherent contradiction. The first two planks of the preamble are a good example of this. While Plank 1 reaffirms, quote, the principle of sovereignty of states' parties in addressing public health matters, notably pandemic prevention, preparedness response, and health systems recovery, Plank 2 then essentially negates that state sovereignty by, quote, recognizing the critical role of international cooperation and obligations for states to act in accordance with international law. Obligations toward international law. This shifty language is similar to that of the UN Convention on Civil and Political Rights, whose Article 9 states, No one shall be deprived of his liberty except on such grounds and in accordance with such procedure as are established by law. Giveth, taketh away. Now, when it comes to those who might doubt that the machinations for such a treaty are, let's just say, less than honorable, Brownstone Institute scholar David Bell, a former medical officer and scientist at the WHO, recently wrote in an in-depth paper on the pandemic treaty that the COVID skeptic world has been claiming the World Health Organization plans to become some sort of global autocratic government, removing national sovereignty and replacing it with a totalitarian health state. The near-complete absence of interest by mainstream media would suggest to the rational observer that this is yet another conspiracy theory from a disaffected fringe. Bell added, however, that in recent decades the WHO has evolved as its support base of core funding allocated by countries based on GDP also evolved to a model where most funding is directed to specific uses and much is provided by private and corporate interests. The priorities of the WHO have evolved accordingly, 
moving away from so-called community-centered care to a more vertical, commodity-based approach. This inevitably follows the self-interests of these funders. Those private interests, Mr. Bell noted, include the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as well as the GAVI Gavi Vaccine Alliance and the Wellcome Trust, even while the World Bank and G20 have elbowed their way in amid the public-private partnerships that are mushrooming within the WHO apparatus. And let's consider WHO Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus himself. According to Mr. Bell, this, quote, Ethiopian politician with a checkered past, end quote, under the international health amendments that are being reviewed and altered alongside the pandemic treaty, would be allowed, quote, to independently make all the decisions required within the IHR regs, the International Health Regulations, consulting a committee at will but not bound by it. Indeed, Tedros can do this now, having declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern against his emergency committee's advice after just five deaths globally. The Intergovernmental Negotiating Body's decision to release this treaty's initial zero draft in February 2023, agreed upon around the 7th of December 2022, came about at the WHO's Geneva headquarters. Take careful note that the INB will negotiate the zero draft. It'll begin doing so in earnest at its fourth meeting, scheduled to start on or around the 27th of February 2023. According to L.A.-based researcher and activist James Roguski, who has probed the depths of both the pandemic treaty and the IHR regs, the International Health Regulations, the working group of these regs plan to meet for a week of sessions starting on or around February 20th with the apparent intent to broadcast and archive footage of these sessions. But once the actual treaty negotiations start in latter February under the INB, Roguski is concerned that the meetings will go dark and will no longer be live-streamed. A major concern, he told UK Column, is the development of digital health certificates, something to watch very closely for. Meanwhile, an INB co-chairman proclaimed proudly, countries have delivered a clear message that the world must be better prepared coordinated and supported to protect all people everywhere from a repeat of COVID-19. But perhaps those tyrannized, bankrupted, and worse during the 2020 lockdown need their own proclamation of sorts to the effect that a single world body cannot presume that it can, nor should it assume that it should, try to protect all people everywhere, as the WHO proclaims. Such supreme arrogance, limited to the standard allopathic medical model to the exclusion of naturopathy and all other medical modalities, is only surpassed by a rigid medical governance system that will not heed its own statistics about serious adverse COVID jab reactions and deaths. Indeed, all we hear about are demands for more booster injections while Big Pharma's burgeoning power is allowed to grow ever more. In the eyes of a growing number of awakened citizens, though, this can only mean early and stiff resistance toward the pandemic treaty, while making immediate contacts with government officials and others of influence at all levels to ensure that they don't let the WHO call the shots for the entire world. 
Thanks for listening. That concludes this editorial. I'm Mark Anderson with UK Column.